You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back. I'm glad to have you tuned into the podcast. I cannot help but notice that today is episode number 393. There's absolutely nothing special about episode 393 except for the fact that it means we're just a few steps away from 400, and I cannot believe that we've done 400 episodes of this podcast together. So thanks for listening. I hope that as often as the podcast is encouraging to you or has something to share that would bless somebody else that you pass it along, and we use this as an outlet to encourage each other, to remember that we are the church family all week, even between our gatherings on the first day of the week and on our midweek gatherings for Wednesday. Today, I want to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, just some more follow-up from the sermon on Sunday. I have been richly blessed as I've worked through 2 Corinthians to preach for sermons, but we're passing over a few things in the Sunday morning ministry that I want to be sure you have the opportunity to think about. So today, I want to talk about aroma, about smell. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, Paul says, For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are an aroma that brings death, the other an aroma that brings life, and who is equal to such a task? Now, that's a neat comparison. Paul describes believers as if you and I are a smell, an aroma to the world around us. And ironically, to some people, we are going to smell like death. To others, we're going to smell like life. Let's break the passage down and try to understand it so that you and I can go out and spread some good smells today. I want to be sure you don't stink any more than you have to. All right, so here we go. The ancient Mediterranean world would have been filled with smells, and we can use our imagination, some good, some bad, but in the context of worship, you would walk into a Greco-Roman temple or the Jewish temple, and you would have been struck by the remarkable smells. Some of those smells might be the sacrifice is on the altar, which might resemble a barbecue more than you think. Could smell really good with the spices in the incense burning around them. You would you know, distinctly have this aroma of the divine and these smells that would connect you to the concept of worshiping God. So if you walked into the Jewish temple or to a Greco-Roman one, you would be struck by all the smells. The sacrifices, the incense would not be a surprise. In the podcast I did yesterday, I talked about the Greco-Roman concept of the Roman triumphal parade, the idea of Caesar marching with dancers and captives after they had a victory. And part of this parade would have been incense bearers that would have been, you know, burning smoke and the smoke would have been fragrant. And the part of this whole concept is that you're living out the imagery that we want to lift up prayers and worship that's pleasing to God. We want to thank God and burning of the incense is a part of the way that we do that, that we help people, worshipers, to be aware of the divine and God's presence and give thanks to him and acknowledge his work. And so Paul is speaking into this world that is saturated with smell connected to God. And he tells believers that we smell too, right? To those whose hearts are veiled, to those who are perishing, to those who cannot see the gospel and receive the gospel, well, we smell like death. Why would that be? Let's take a look. 
So in Greek, literally, it says that we smell from death to death and from life to life. It doesn't just say we smell like death or we smell like life, but the source of the smell is death. The result of the smell is death. The source of the smell is life. The result of the smell is life. And I think it's neat that somebody could look on the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ from two entirely opposite directions depending on how their heart was postured before God. So to borrow from 2 Corinthians 2 and 3, if their hearts are veiled to God's purpose, if they've closed their mind to the glory of Jesus and his gospel, then when they look at our preaching and our living, when we tell them we follow Messiah Jesus Christ, they see that we follow a man who was crucified a failed Messiah who died a mortal death on a cross. They think that the source of our living is from death. The source of our preaching is from death. And where will it lead? To death. Because we're wasting our lives in their viewpoint. We're missing out on a lot of fun that could be had with sensual pleasures in the pursuit of fleeting happiness. Uh, Selfishness could uh, help us gain some status in the world. We're missing out on things because we revere this Christ who died on the cross. So literally, to somebody whose heart is closed to God, whose mind is closed to God, when they look at our gospel that we preach and when they look at the result of our lives, they're going to see that it comes from, in their viewpoint, the death of Jesus in a failed way, and it leads, in their viewpoint, to death, to our own wasted lives and ultimately to death. So literally, we are from death to death for them. So for some... We are the smell of death. They don't understand our gospel. It smells rancid, if you will. And so, just to kind of be a little bit crude, but help it stick, for those who reject the Lord, the Christian witness, our presence in the world, when we live it rightly, we we are divine B.O. to the world. That's sad to think about, right? But on the other hand, to those whose hearts and minds are open, Our life, our message, our presence in the world is from life to life. You can look at the same gospel, the death and resurrection of Jesus, and recognize that Christ died to forgive us for our sins, but then he died to give us life. He raised from the dead and gives us life eternal. And we would even say that the life we live in this age on this earth is richer, better, marked by peace, more satisfying. In fact, we believe that the the thief, the devil, comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Christ came to give us abundant life. And we believe that we are richly living it. So for those whose minds are open to the gospel, they look at us and we don't smell rancid. Rather, we smell like life. So somebody could walk into an ancient temple and be greeted by all the smells and they could find it repulsing or they could find it very inviting, depending on if they understood what was happening and if they appreciated what was happening. Well, Paul used the life and the witness of the Christians and our Christian gospel in Corinth in the same way. We shouldn't be surprised when some people look at us as if we stink, when some commentator or social media pundit makes comments about us that reveal the fact that they don't understand at all who we are or what we are, and in fact, they are revolted by our presence. To them, we look like people born out of death, preaching about death, leading people to live a life of death. We smell like death to them because their hearts are closed. But you can look at the same gospel and emphasize how the death of Christ brought life to Christ and us. And a lot of the world will receive us as if we are the fragrance of life, an aroma that brings life, said Paul. 
Now, what should we do about this? Well, I guess number one, we should be aware that some people are not going to want us, receive us, respect us, or enjoy us. But the other thing that I want to encourage is that if you read your New Testament, you'll find scattered throughout the New Testament letters reminders that you and I are supposed to carry ourselves around outsiders and unbelievers in such a way that they would be enticed to know more about the gospel, not repulsed by it. And so one of the things that I want to say is if we stink to the world, let it be because they reject our gospel of Jesus, because they can only see his death and not his resurrection. Instead, don't let it be that they're repulsed by us because we have baptized the bad behavior of the world into the name of Jesus, and we are just as rude, short-sighted, inconsiderate as they are, that we don't use good logic or God's wisdom. Let's make sure that if we stink to the world around us, we stink on account of Christ, not on account of bad manners, bad behavior, or a lack of love for our neighbor. We should be living a beautiful reflection of Jesus. And even if you are, some people will reject you and say you stink. But if we do this right, many will see and be saved. Plenty of people will open their hearts and begin to smell that we actually smell like life, and we can lead them to life in Christ. So who is equal to such a task, said Paul? Well, he was, and I believe a king, as a kingdom of priests, we are. So let's be faithful. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I hope you'll read it for yourself. I love you. Thanks for listening today. God bless you. I can't wait to see you on Sunday on the live stream, in the fellowship hall, or in the sanctuary.